This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, April 27, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. After many years of congressional failure to achieve an immigration policy that both serves our economic needs and respects the dignity of immigrants, there is some good news. That according to Tamar Jacoby, president and CEO of Immigration Works USA, she outlined her cautious optimism at Cato's conference on immigration held yesterday. I should preface the good news. I've always been um, a glass is half full, silver lining person. Um, uh, So those of you who think I'm being a little optimistic, forgive me, um, but I do think there's some good news out there. And the first is that in the last six months, um, we've started to see um, what I think of as a thaw on Capitol Hill. You know, if for the past five years, basically what we had was frozen tundra, um, I think we're starting to see it soften a little bit, melt a little bit um, here and there. Um, Let me be clear, with one notable exception that I'm gonna talk about in a minute, um, no one is is talking about doing anything for the unauthorized immigrants in the country. Um, But there have been, there has been quite a bumper crop of bills to to make urgently needed fixes to the legal immigration system. Uh, They're Democrat and Republican, but again, what's very interesting is that many of them come from the Republican side of the aisle. Again, I don't want to exaggerate. They're small. They're mostly rifle shots. They don't do anything for the unauthorized population. They're all for the legal system. But we've seen bills to fix the agricultural temporary worker program, many bills. I mean, there's half a dozen in that sector alone. Uh, We've seen a bill to remove the per-country caps for skilled workers and families. I'll talk more about that in a minute. We've seen a number of bills for students with STEM degrees. We've even seen a provision for Irish people. And this is just kind of the, the, the ones that stand out. Um, none have been enacted, right? None of these, none, no, no, we haven't helped a single immigrant yet. Um, but the country cap bill, and this was the most interesting, um, passed overwhelmingly. It was in the House. It was designed so well, narrow enough, with a little something for everyone. I mean, crafting legislation, you know, is quite the art, and especially a rifle shot like this. It passed overwhelmingly in the House in November by a vote, and just wait, you know, this is an immigration bill, by a vote of 389 to 15. I mean, when has an immigration bill, you know, Republicans don't like to say the immigration word, but um, 389 members of the House voted for this bill. Um, It went on to be blocked in the Senate by one man. That basically can happen in the Senate, Senator Grassley. But without Senator Grassley, um, I believe it would have passed with an overwhelming majority in the Senate as well. So although, you know, obviously this woulda, coulda, shoulda um, kind of legislation doesn't help any immigrants, right? Um, the fact that it had a nice big vote in the House doesn't do anything, doesn't help any immigrants, doesn't help any U.S. employers. But it's still good news in my view. It could not have happened two or three years ago. It's really an important sign of thaw. And to me, it's a symptom basically of a new model emerging on Capitol Hill. Uh, you all know the old model. The old model was comprehensive immigration reform. And, you know, the theory kind of behind comprehensive immigration reform, and I'm going to be a little cynical, but no partial fix was allowed to come up or pass. You know, no, no matter how bad the roof was leaking in the high-tech sector or the ag sector or some other sector, no partial fix was allowed to pass. No group, no constituency in need of help was allowed to get satisfaction on the theory that if everyone was unhappy together, uh, they would be, get so frustrated that they would come together and they would push together and get the big comprehensive bill over the hump. Well, obviously that didn't work. You know, we tried that frustration built up for five years, you could say 10 years, depending on how you count, uh, we didn't get there. Um, so 
a new model is emerging. And the new model is very different. It's small piece by small piece, uh, small baby step by baby step. And I think the idea is, you know, solve some small problems, take them off the table, show that Ds and Rs can work together, let Rs learn they can say the I word and not have lightning strike, uh, build some confidence, and eventually move on to some bigger pieces. And again, they haven't taken any steps yet, right? Um, I don't want to be exaggerating, but I think it's a very promising new model. And I think a lot of people on the Hill kind of get it. I'm not just saying it. You know, you hear it on the Hill. And in this vein, in this, in, this, uh, in this line of these small pieces, I'm very encouraged. Some people in the room will probably disagree with me. But by the new Republican version of the DREAM Act that's, we're, that we're hearing in the press is being worked on by Republican Senator uh, Marco Rubio from Florida. It hasn't been introduced yet. We don't know all the details. It's leaking out you know, bit by bit in the press, interviews and what have you. And it's certainly a compromise. I mean, not to get into the weeds of it, um, you know, the DREAM Act allows young people who were brought here by their parents through no fault of their own and are now unauthorized if they go to school and serve in the military to be, get on a path to citizenship. Senator Rubio's bill will help that same population, but it won't put them on an automatic path to citizenship. It won't bar them from citizenship. Um, they will be able to get in other green card cues from family, employment, what have you, cues that we know are very, very long. Um, but it does give them uh, the right to stay in the country, go to school, uh, work, and stay, and eventually get to green cards by some other method. Now, that's a compromise. Some people will find that compromise odious. Um, you know, not giving people citizenship, having people spend most of their lives here, um, or maybe decades, maybe most of their lives as not yet as citizens. Um, let's, I don't want to talk, I'm not here to, to argue the merits of the case, um, but to me the important thing politically is that um, this is an influential, high-profile Republican, right? Senator Rubio wants to be the vice presidential candidate, not just introducing a bill to legalize hundreds of thousands of unauthorized young people, but staking his political career on introducing a bill to legalize hundreds of thousands of unauthorized young people. That's a huge change from just a year or two years or three years ago when there wasn't an influential Republican in town who wanted to touch a bill that had anything to do with unauthorized immigrants. So the second piece of good news, and I think, I think the other two pieces are pretty obvious, but the second piece of good news, it's obvious to anybody reading the newspaper, I won't dwell on it, is the Latino vote. Fastest growing voting block in the country, key in several important, you know, maybe 11, maybe five out of the 12 key swing states, in my view, um, you know, could literally decide the election by deciding Florida alone. Um, both parties get it. Both parties understand the stakes. Um, immigration is not the number one issue for Latinos. Immigration is a threshold issue for Latinos. Uh, I like to say, you know, that like everybody else, their top issues are the economy, the economy, the economy, and then maybe education. But immigration is a threshold issue. If you talk the wrong way about immigration, you put, you put many Latino voters off. You know, I like to say about uh, Governor Romney, he's like a salesman um, who go, comes to your door to sell you something, and he starts by saying, I don't like people like you. Um, that's, you know, that's, immigration is that kind of issue um, for Latinos. Um, and obviously, the fact that they have the power they have and that they're going to have the influence they have you know, even if it's much less than people expect uh, in the coming election, uh, is going to be good news for this issue and a harbinger of more thaw to come. So last and hardly least, you know, the third piece of good news needs even less um, belaboring. It's the economy, stupid. Um, yes, the recovery's been slow. Yes, the recovery's been shallow. Yes, the recovery's been halting. 
one step forward, two steps back, but the direction is up. And that obviously makes people less anxious about immigrants. So in closing, um, don't get me wrong. You know, I am a notorious optimist. Um, I had occasion just the other day to look back at a talk I gave in March 2009, where I predicted absolutely no question, no doubts at all, that President Obama was going to introduce comprehensive immigration reform in his first year. So take what I said today with a grain of salt. Um, I'm certainly not predicting comprehensive immigration reform. I'm certainly not predicting anything this year. Nothing's going to happen before November. Um, and if there is progress next year, um, I think it's going to be slow, probably very slow, little piece by little piece. Um, there's a long road ahead and many battles. But, you know, I'm starting to hear the kind of whisperings that you hear on the Hill. This or that office this or that member, and in a couple of occasions, surprising Republican members saying, and it's, I've heard the same kind of phrase a few times now, something's going to happen on immigration next year. Um, now, you know, read between the lines. Something could be small. Um, who, knows, you know, who knows what it's going to be? But what, you, what I've heard a few times now from very surprising offices is something's going to happen on immigration next year, and Republicans are going to have to be part of it. So I think this is a great time and a great place to be having this conference. Um, I think the people up the street need your diagnosis. They need your good ideas. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to listening through the day. And um, you know, let's just hope I'm not being too optimistic. Let's just hope I'm right. Let's just hope the ground is soft enough for the ideas that we're going to hear here today to take root and flower in the months and years ahead. Tamar Jacoby is president and CEO of Immigration Works USA. She spoke at the Cato Institute's conference on immigration held yesterday. You can watch or listen to the full event at cato.org.